Listening to the Living That Life Digital Nomad Podcast. Hit the subscribe button on iTunes if you're a boss, and check out the YouTube channel for dope travel videos. Uh, today, super excited. We've got a super cool vlogger, right? Called Riley. Riley, would you like to introduce yourself and just, I mean, who who the hell are you? Yeah, Riley from Bangkok. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess you could say I am that digital nomad kid that you saw once on YouTube. That's me. So so what's your channel called? Uh, yeah, it's called Living That Life. And I have been basically filming my life, vlogging, uh, ever since I came out here to Southeast Asia three and a half years ago. Damn. Give us one belief that you hold that most people would find to be uh, unpopular. Yeah, I guess the belief that's kind of been the whole premise of my YouTube channel is it's not as crazy as it seems to live abroad and be working remotely. It's not as crazy as it seems to be a digital nomad. That's kind of been the thesis that I've realized ever since it was my dream to be a digital nomad. And then once you become one, you meet hundreds of other digital nomads. And you're like, oh, there's tons of people mm. doing this. My quick story real quick for people that don't know me, like just a regular kid, grew up in uh, Seattle and after college, I just wanted to travel a bit. I never got to study abroad and um, ended up visiting Thailand for two weeks um, shortly after I graduated college. And that was actually to visit Parker, who is my best friend all from growing up. And he actually was in Thailand for two months doing a study abroad program so mm. he when he was on that he used to call us back home he's like you guys gotta come out to visit you gotta come out to visit. So that was the perfect excuse like what, what, I said. what year was that mate this was uh 2013 okay. so 2013 long story short i did two weeks in thailand it was my first time really out of the country other than like cabo spring break which is like doesn't even really count yeah and um me and parker were like that was that was too short. He was like, two months was too short. I was like, dude, two weeks. That was just a teaser. That was stupid. <laughs> and uh, so we're like, all right, let's uh, let's like put let's try to come back and like get jobs and teach English for a year or something. Like do like a live abroad for a full year. And so we came back to Bellevue and we got a small little one bedroom apartment together. And I slept on the couch for a full year. Um, it was the studio apartment had the little sliding divider thing. I was sleeping <laughs> on the couch. And uh, one thing. One simple life hack, I call it, that changed my life was we didn't sign. Actually, I didn't sign myself up for a cable TV package because I worked for Comcast. We got the Internet only bundle. Actually, bundle. Not, not a bundle, just a la carte. A la carte. We got the Internet only a la carte <laughs> and we hooked up the Apple TV to the TV. And so we were just streaming YouTube. Didn't watch any TV. And th so through that. We started watching videos on Thailand, naturally getting excited. And then we found some digital nomad channels, basically, long story short. Uh, notably, Johnny FD and Jabril, two guys that work online who travel a lot, based in Southeast Asia a lot. And we were like, oh, my gosh, let's do that instead That's of teach the, English. Yeah. Like, yeah. if they can do that, why not us? And so uh, Johnny announced he was putting on a uh, conference for digital nomads in Chiang Mai, Thailand, that was going to be happening uh, October of 2014. 
So this was like early 2014. So we we're like, all right, let's, that's our goal. We're just going to put that on the calendar and no matter what stage we're at, we're going to go to that conference. You were like tw- early 20s at this point? Yeah, it's got to be 24. Nice. And so, yeah, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And uh, so, yeah, we worked our, our jobs just to save up money. Um, and those, I, those jobs sucked at the time? Like you Yeah, weren't they it. sucked. Like I was, I still didn't want to get a real job because I had this kind of travel dream, you know, before I get a real job. So I was still doing what was my college summer job, which is door-to-door sales for Comcast. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Talk yeah. Soul destroying. Uh. Sounds fun. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, I like everything. Fun at first. And then it gets old. <laughs> yep. So, um, yeah, I was doing that, but I was doing it year round for two years after college. And I was doing it like in the dark rain and it was kind of depressing. And um, eventually you get so burned out. You're just like, you know, ready for a change. And so Parker was in that same situation, just like ready for some change of environment. He was working uh, in the hospitality industry uh, for corporate, obviously. And so, yeah, we saved up money, saved up like close to 10 grand each and flew out on a one way to Chiang Mai and attended the uh, what was called the dropship lifestyle. Um, the the initial initial one. Was all one about way. That's, yeah, that's ballsy. Yeah. You got to got to do the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. So we, we saved up like eight to 10 grand each. And we were like, all right, that'll give us hopefully six months in Chiang Mai. So we, it was like the six month do or die plan. Figure something out. Love it. Like we had some some uh, online stores up, drop shipping stores, uh, or online retail stores, whatever you want to call it, and they weren't making money yet. But we still went out there just to see what we could figure so, out. Right, Riley. Sorry. Go, uh-huh. let, let's take a step back, please. What what's drop shipping? Uh, it's basically having your own store, like Riley's Premium Podcast Products dot com. Yeah. And uh, you try to to get traffic through that through Google ads, Facebook ads, social media. And uh, I basically list all these podcast equipment on my website. Of course, I don't have the inventory, mm-hmm. but once the customer pays for it with their credit card, I take that money and then buy it wholesale or buy it for cheaper from directly from the supplier. Like Alibaba. Yeah. Through, like through Alibaba or something. Yeah. Either or? Alibaba or, uh, or like a, a popular drop shipping uh, niche is uh, furniture, like the furniture supplier in, yeah. Amer- in America. So it's basically, yeah. I think there were challenges um, because with with having your own. St- so now I sell on Amazon, but we'll get to that. Um, I have an Amazon store. That's how I make my my main income. But if you have your own store dot com, you have to get people to find out about your store and to find it. So we were new to Internet marketing, so we didn't get the traffic necessary to make the money, essentially, uh, which is, you know, every business's problem. Right. And of course, but, it's uber, uber competitive. Yeah, you got to have a, a, a small niche. You got you got to be smart. You got to be a really savvy internet marketer. In my experience, I know people that are uh, are successful with these type of uh, you know yourstore.com type of things, very niche stores, furniture or podcast equipment. Well, I'm sure someone is crushing it with the podcast equipment dropshipping store. I'm sure someone is. Um, but in my experience, you have to have tricky traffic, which what I call it, a good way to get cheap targeted traffic through something like a podcast sponsorship, that's the stuff that works now. You can't just rely on Google ads, which what we were doing at first. Yeah. Um, anyways, so yeah, at the conference, we met a kid who was younger than us, and he was crushing it um, selling on Amazon only uh, through uh, their FBA program, which is Fulfillment by Amazon. 
lay that out like I'm five years old. What what exactly does that mean? Right. So Amazon.com actually has physical warehouses. So you send your inventory to Amazon.com and it's already on Amazon.com. Amazon has everything in the back of that website. So when people go and they search for podcast equipment, they're going to see on the first page results, you know, hopefully Riley's podcast mic. They click by Amazon's Amazon.com sends it to the customer. Everything's already on Amazon.com. I'm sleeping. I'm doing nothing. I'm in Bangkok chilling. <laughs> uh, for us, we do the uh, wholesale private labeling method. So sticking with the podcast equipment um, example, we go to Alibaba.com, which is for people that don't know, it's um, kind of like the wholesale buy direct from the factories in China website. Mm. It's, it's, it's like eBay or Amazon, but for wholesalers. Yeah, right? yeah. it looks similar to Amazon. It's a, you know, a site where you go shopping, but you, you can buy in bulk for cheap. For, for whatever reason, we ended up choosing you know, podcast mics as, as an example. So we went to Alibaba, searched podcast mics. Um, I found one that I liked on page 50, and we started with a test order of 200 units. So we ordered 200 podcast mics um, for, you know, for cheap, and we sent those 200 in a couple big boxes to Amazon.com. Amazon, when you start your seller account, they, they give you an address to send to Chinese uh, Alibaba supplier slaps the frickin' label on the boxes and ships them in the mail. And they arrive at Amazon.com. Amazon.com opens their door and they scan it. Bing, bing. Now they're on Amazon. People can find them on Amazon. Simple as that. And so, yeah, so we have our own brand. We have our logo on the podcast mics. Um, it's our own brand, our own packaging. And it's, that's uh, what's called private labeling or white mm. labeling. And so, um, yeah, people search for podcast mics and for, for our main keywords, we're on page one and, you know, 30 to 40 people order our thing per day and we make, you know, maybe 10 bucks profit per, per uh, unit. And that's been making us not a ton of money, but a few grand a month to keep me and Parker out in Southeast Asia. And we've just kind of been chilling and scaling mm. slowly. And so where's yeah. Parker today? So we, yeah. we live at the same place. Um, and I'm going to see him tonight when we go to And you're still the, buddies, uh, right? Yeah, we grew up this together cool. on the playground. It's very, we're very fortunate to have the situation. I realize that we're very lucky to have this set up. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. We're, we're two of the chillest dudes that you know, you know, ask our friends. So the, us both being very chill is is basically how how it works out. Um, so we're very lucky to have this situation. Like I, I don't know if I would have came out to Chiang Mai by myself. Probably not. Him too. Yeah. So I realize that we're really lucky. So tonight there's like marshmallow is in town. So we're What's we're, that? we're going to that. It's Mar just like a popular uh, EDM uh, music. But is it trance or no? It's EDM dance music. Um, popular EDM dance music. Okay. So yeah, right. spaces. We, I have a vlog of this. You can see it on my channel. Is We went to this one electronics mall that's 23 stories high. Jesus Christ. It's called 20, the, the video is called 23 Stories Electronics Mall in China. And every single story is the same exact shit. Phone cases, power banks, headphones. Yeah, and that's it. And 23 stories of it. There must have been like a billion phone cases in that building. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so who's going in there and shopping? Like, who's that for? Uh, we were probably, me and Parker were walking through there and, uh, God, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty popular vlog, I guess. We're probably the only two white dudes in yeah. the whole place, um, but, but there's a lot of sales, wholesale buyers from other countries like the Middle East and Africa. 
that was probably what we noticed a lot of Middle Eastern and African uh, wholesale buyers and you know we had been to Africa and you know we traveled a bit and we we're like oh these are where all the cases come from around <laughs> the world you know like if you see a like a mobile phone shop like you see all around in Bangkok there's got a million phone cases I know where those come from <laughs> you know and of course it's not just this one mall but it's just like dozens of those in Guangzhou and all around China and so yeah whenever you see a mobile phone shop and whether I it was your Kenya or Guangzhou video uh, mm. I didn't realize it was so fucking cool and like modern and cool lights and oh. fucking skyscrapers oh yeah yeah thanks for that one. I want to go yeah it's super sick um, I call it like a future city it's like yeah. a brand new city I call it like a rainbow city like all of yeah, the skyscrapers yeah, rainbow and lights yeah, 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 yeah. and Those, yeah. the people I, um, the people the people who find my channel are already going towards this path and they discover me some way, somewhere along the way. And they're like, oh, wow, this kid's been doing it for this long and he's like acting like it's kind of no big deal. And he's just kind of just like chilling and, you know, he's having a lot of fun and it doesn't look like he's working too hard. Obviously, they don't they don't see me when I'm grinding away, slaving away in the Tom Toms at two in the morning. Just slinging no. dick. No, no, but... Um, that is one common question real quick and people ask are you do you work harder now than your old job no definitely not it's it's about working smarter not harder that entrepreneurs say right yeah um but yeah i don't try to tell anyone anything i'm just kind of sharing my life and yeah showing what's possible i'm not saying that that you should travel or it's better than any other thing or the digital nomad is the best career (laughs) um you know it definitely is better have you ever had anybody come up to you and be like, yo, your videos are part of the reason that put me onto this digital nomad path? Or how often does that happen? Uh, yeah, that's that's happened. That's happened. That's um, pretty sweet. Crazy enough. It's fucking crazy, dude. Um, most notably at the last two nomad summits. So in 2017, I was uh, one of the speakers at it. And last year I was there. And oh, God, like there's uh, we had. I asked to bring like all my subscribers up on stage, and it was probably like 20, 20 so people, and all like, thirty thousand of them. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Hopefully next year, which is um, January two thousand nineteen, we'll have more people. I kind of use the Nomad Summit in Chiang Mai as kind of just my annual. So yeah, if you want to come meet me, if you want to come meet freaking all the digital cool, nomads, man. come there. People were like, Riley, why are you telling people you, they should quit their job? I'm not saying you should quit your job, like do, do whatever you want, but I'm just sharing my story. We did save our money before we were, or we quit our jobs before we were making money on the side. Yeah. And, um, you know, everyone's life situation is different. We were lucky that we didn't have, you know, girlfriends and kids and dogs and, uh, you know, house exactly, you know, mortgages. Yeah. And so we were just young and we didn't have anything. So that's what allowed us to, that- for it to be a relatively easy decision. But, um, yeah, I guess over the last three and a half years, uh, we've done 18 months total in Chiang Mai, maybe about six to eight months in Bangkok. We did six months in Saigon. We did two months in the Philippines. Uh, we did, uh, I recently did one month in Bali. We did one month in Kenya. Damn. Um, we go home for one month in July every year. Uh, we did a couple week Euro trip. We did a week in Colombia. Uh, I did a month in, uh, China. We did a week in Japan. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty much like you're grinding in Chiang Mai or Bangkok for like two or three months at a time. 
And then we got to do the visa run, so we make a trip out of it. Nice. And so we're mm-hmm. we're usually doing a trip, either a fun trip or just you move to Bali or you move to Vietnam. And, um, yeah, or we do our annual, like, big round-the-world trip. So we've been traveling a lot. It's, like, total, like, 25 countries that we visited total. And nice, so I'm huh? super excited about it. Yeah, I'm still on a travel high, like... Yeah. But I don't <laughs> think you can ever get used to it. Do, I mean, do, do you think there'll ever be a point where you're like, okay, I want to settle down now? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Because, like, I've met, like, older dudes who have been traveling for, like, 10 freaking, or, like, their whole life. Yeah. And they're, like, still doing it and still pumped up. If you can find a so way. So it's like, and, um, yeah, and, if you can find a way, obviously. And that's 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 the whole that's the whole battle. And that's, and, yeah, and, what I, what I want to help people do is find uh, a way. Life in general, not just the college thing, but depends on who your friends are who your friends yeah, are who and, your are, and yeah. who your peers are and yeah. we tend to do you know similar things to them and so with now we live in the youtube age the social media age so you can be virtual friends with anyone whether that's a surfer yeah. bomb out in bali or a digital nomad that lives in chiang mai and so that's is that's what's changing is that's why it's becoming more uh, you know, accepted or more people see these other people on YouTube or Instagram or social media and they're living these other uh, careers, other types of careers. And they're like, oh, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I've always wanted to do that. I just didn't know that that was, you know, but, but, achievable. But you some parents are more strict and some parents, you know, I'm lucky that I have accepting parents. And my mom came out and visited uh, with Parker's mom. They came on a mom's trip last year oh, and it was cool. great. So, you know, luckily my parents are supportive of, of me chasing the career that I want and the dreams that I want. So, but not everyone's parents is supportive, but at the end of the day, um, it's a, it's a big issue. And I get like messages from like kids, like all the time. Like my parents want me to do this. Like they, they don't, they want me to go to college, but I know that I don't want to, what should I do? It, it's tough to be able to respectfully kind of say, I'm going to do my own thing. Because, like, do your parents legally own you after 18? No. <laughs> like, they can't do anything. Sure. I created a blog uh, called livingthatlife.com. Okay. All right. uh, I think shortly after my two-week trip to Thailand when I got the travel bug and I, like, started getting into all these, like, lifestyle blogs and, like, four-hour work week and, like, lo- you know, like, lifestyle businesses, I was like, oh, my God. Okay, that's totally me. And we live in such crazy times, as you guys know. Um and we live in, in the, as we're barreling into this technological age, we basically, we need to make sure, basically, in, in one sentence, that the internet and technology ends up over the next 100 years and forever. It, we need to make sure it ends up for good and not for bad. Yeah. And so we live in this very, very crucial time.